0: Now, through the miracles of modern technology, Zany Worldwide Banner featuring Tom, Michelle, and Jim in an on-topic, off-topic, free-for-all. Welcome to the Gun Talk After Show.
1: Hi, right, welcome to the After Show. That's the part that comes, well, it's strictly an online thing. So if you're listening to this, I know you're not listening to your radio, because we're not putting it out on the radio. We have the lovely Michelle Cleland here and Jim Kinsey running the board and sitting in. Hi, guys. Hello. Greetings. Oh, so you guys have been having fun for three hours doing this show. Michelle, you get to talk to more people than I do.
2: I, I do. I get to talk to a lot of people.
1: <laughs> and a lot of them don't make it on the show because they won't. Get, they don't get past Michelle. Hello. <laughs> Say, well, no, she says, no, you're not getting on. No.
3: Yeah, just like that. Same delivery. It, it is pretty not much, pretty
1: much. Not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting done. She's just a super like, Nazi. Mm,
2: yeah, right. No show for you.
1: <laughs> no show for you. Okay.
2: Now, if I do that next week, you might get some mail. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Michelle? She was mean to me. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I know you have your admirers. That's okay. Well, we'll get to that. Uh tell you what. Let's we got a couple of callers here. Let's do that and uh, get, get this thing kicked off. Lewis is out of Toledo, Ohio, not far from you guys. Yeah. Hey, Lewis. Hello, hello,
0: Tom. Hello, people.
1: Hey. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love it. You get, now, Lewis. You know that these guys are like right there in your neighborhood, right?
0: Yes, I understand that. I've seen Michelle at her store.
1: Oh, okay. Is the she aware Michelle. of that? Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was running around. She seemed to be quite busy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. My guess is Michelle's always busy. So, so what you been shooting, man?
0: Well, I got this uh, Smith and Wesson M and P R eight that i had been lusting after for a long time. That's um, the eight
1: t- shot three fifty seven.
0: Eight shot three fifty seven magnum, and I hung a crimson trace laser on the front of that. Uh So it is so much fun you take it to the range and you put the dot on the paper and pull the trigger and a hole appears where the light was
1: (laughs) it's PFM, just magic baby
0: (laughs) the nice, interesting thing with this gun though is uh, you don't see too many of them in stores, so when I happened to come across one um, I was wondering whether to buy it or not, but you weren't there, Tom, to enable me. But what I had with me was my wife, who, when Ooh. I sort of balked at uh, putting down that much money on it, she offered to to pay the first 25%. Wow.
3: She have any You're sisters? Yeah.
1: Whoa. So that means she gets to shoot two rounds out of every eight in the cylinder. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, yesterday at the range, I think she shot about half of the... We put maybe 200 rounds through it, and she did about half of that. Good that for her. Girl. She's got uh, interest. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: let me, for those who don't know, let me, let me describe this revolver, for those who don't know. It is a piece of art. It is big and heavy, and it's got a, an underbarrel under Picatinny rail. On it. So you can put a, uh, a light or a laser, you put the laser on it. It's an eight shot 357 Magnum revolver, and being heavy when you shoot 38 Special in it, it's an absolute pussycat, isn't it?
0: It is just, yes, it is so nice. And when you shoot it single action with that performance center trigger on it, it is mm-hmm. just like you think you want it to go off, and it does.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you why you don't see many of them. It's because I have two of them. <laughs> I that I'm serious. That's how much I like that revolver. I think one for, that's one of the finest revolvers. And I, people go Python. Yeah, I know. Great. You know, we've had pythons, all of that. I think this one blows a python away. Really do.
0: So you have one for each hand.
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah. It, it, well, I hadn't thought of that. That means I need a spare now, huh? Hmm. Huh. Time yeah, to go probably, shopping again. Yeah
0: you have a dual holster rig for that?
1: Yes, that's right. And, I, and I've got uh, bandoliers that I wear across my chest with lots of ammo. so I look like the Frito Bandito. Uh, no, but seriously, don't you think that is one of the finest revolvers you've ever handled?
0: I have a couple other Rugers, and uh, I think I've only shot those and a couple other Smiths. But uh, it is, yeah, that's why I was after that. It was Performance Center, so I know it's been tuned. It's... Uh, it is a nice piece of machinery.
1: Now, it's not cheap. That, that, a fair no. assessment?
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I was balking at a little bit. But oh, actually, she said it would be my uh, birthday present and, and my I mean, Christmas like, present.
1: It, yeah, it's, it's like a, a two or three Ruger cost we're talking about. So, you know, and that's why you oh, don't yeah. see them very often. And, you know, there are not a lot of them out there. Uh, but... You know, it's still cheaper than going out and paying three thousand bucks for a uh, a Python these days, and I think you're going to get a better gun out of it. Yeah,
0: so it is very nice. Um, and it's uh, an eight shot. Yes, it's eight shot. It's like well, so what does uh, what does the 1911 have on this?
1: Um, hmm, uh, faster reloads, unless you're good with a speed loader. But that's about that's about all there is, honestly. And a 357 Magnum. And I will tell you, if you want a handgun for a house gun. Michelle, where do you think of this puppy as a house gun?
2: Oh, that'd be a great option for a house gun.
1: Yeah, three fifty-seven Magnum. I would probably stick a light. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. Oh, you know what I do? You can get a light laser combo. Stick a light laser combo on it.
0: it Does come with a second rail you can screw on the top.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Sure.
0: Hmm. by then, by that time, it, it really looks like some kind of contraption, though, with the, the laser hanging on the bottom or a light on the bottom and, and something on we, the top. All right,
1: all right, guys, you know what we've got going here, don't you? We've got a, a four-person mutual enabling society. <laughs> 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 so, sure, you so, can buy one. Can then, I buy something? Okay, great. That works out well.
0: <laughs> but since you mentioned putting a light on it, So how does that work with, you know, the rules of gun safety where you don't point the gun at something you're not ready to destroy, Ah, but you're going to illuminate it with the light?
1: Excellent question, and there is a technique for that. Here's what you find is if it's truly dark where you actually need a flashlight, what you do is you, if you're moving around a house, you would point it down at about a 45-degree angle. The light is going to bounce up, and it's going to fill everything, all the room in front of you. It really is that bright, a two to 300 lumen light. And so now you're not pointing the gun at everything you're shining the light on. You don't use it as a flashlight exactly, but you do use it to illuminate everything. But it's a a technique, and I'm so glad you asked the question because I forgot to mention that. It's something that comes up. It's one of the things you learn in uh, low-light classes that you do when it's really dark— I mean, you take one of our Surefire Streamlight, whatever the light is, go into a room that's really dark or get up in the middle of the night, and you can point it quite literally anywhere in the room, walls, floors, ceiling, whatever, and it's going to light up the whole room. So you can see just fine with that, with that muzzle pointed at a 45 degree angle down. And then obviously, if you need to bring it up uh, to aim it, then that's not a problem. You just, you're just you already on target. You just pop it right up. It's a great question. Thank you, sir. Well, look, I, I love the range report. The, the MMP-R8 is a fabulous revolver. Um, in two weeks, yeah, two weeks, I'll be at the MMP, actually uh, at Smith & Wesson in the Performance Center taking a look at things they're making. So maybe I'll have my own range report on some of the new stuff they're doing. So we'll have that. Cool. Louis, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. That's very cool. Man, seriously, guys, if you get a chance to shoot that uh anytime, the MMP-R8 is a great revolver. And I wasn't kidding when I say I own two of them.
3: I just went to Brownells. I can't find any spare mags for it though.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's it's really a problem. Well, you know that's why you know I don't like to reload them. I just pick up the other one. (laughs) 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 They used to call that the New York reload. Just go to the second gun. Well,
3: Tom, I I realize you love Michelle as I do, but we're not alone anymore, Tom. She's worldwide.
1: This is this Excuse is me? Worldwide. <laughs> She's We're, gone worldwide. Wait, wait, you might want to rephrase that. Yes, thank I'm just you. telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How wide in is she? In hindsight. No, no. Yeah, you don't want to go hindsight either. Yeah, I'm oh, telling boy. you, you're only digging this hole deeper. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I'm
3: hey, how about we go to Texas and let somebody else embarrass himself instead of me?
1: Uh, okay, let's talk to Marty. He's calling in from Texas. Hey, Marty. Welcome to Gun Talk mm. and the after show.
3: I wanted... To compliment Michelle. Uh okay. she is just a joy to talk to. She is absolutely sparkling. It's true. And uh This isn't well, Valentine's Day, uh, is it? <laughs>
1: Hey, Marty, Marty, good. are you one of these guys that calls in every week, doesn't want to talk to me, He just calls in to talk to Michelle? Because there are several like that, you know.
3: Uh, no, because I got my own Michelle here. <laughs> ah. my, bride. my bride is Michelle.
1: Attaboy. Oh, I'll be darned.
3: But your Michelle is just a beauty to talk to. And uh, also uh, on the silencers,
1: can mm-hmm. you You can quiet it down somewhat, but I I think you know where we're going is you've got all that gas that comes out around the cylinder, and there's not much you can do about that maybe other than, you know, wrap the whole thing in a pillow, and that's just kind of ugly looking, you know, walking around with a pillow on top of your revolver, although we have done goofy things like that for TV. But no, yes, you can put a silencer on a revolver. It's not terribly effective, I guess is the, the bottom line on
3: that. But I was just kind of curious. Uh, but I did want to compliment Michelle. She was such a joy to talk to you.
1: Well, I appreciate you calling in and, and sharing that. I mean, we think the world of Michelle, and I know that a, an awful lot of people who call in uh, kind of have their own little uh, crush on her. And Michelle, you know it's true. You know you have admirers.
2: I, I do have admirers. I'm sitting here listening as I told Marty he's making me blush. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of hard to fire after that call, too. Yeah, yeah well, you know, there is some it.
2: job security right there. Yeah,
1: thank you for that. Well, the good news is I can't really pull back the email, so there you go. It's done. Once you hit send, man, it's out there. So. Hey, Marty, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, we all do love Michelle. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, Not only are you uh, uh, delightful and beautiful, but you're smart and you know what the heck you're talking about. So. Next week, it's going to be the all-Michelle show. I'm going on vacation. Heck, this. I'm getting out of here. Michelle's gun talk's got a ring to it.
2: Michelle's gun talk. It does, exactly.
1: And, of course, I guess you know we're allowed to share also because Jim kind of keeps everything straight because you're brightest, Michelle, also.
3: Yeah, it gets confusing around here.
1: Yeah, that's right. We'll just let Michelle take care of that. They're going like, <laughs> like, I don't want to do
2: that. Yeah.
1: You the ball, yeah. <laughs> Not you. The other one.
2: Those aren't my job duties. <laughs>
1: What, you have job duties?
2: Right, yes. I, what? I, what? I do not have to make him lunch or dinner.
3: That's true. Well, neither does mine. Trust, trust me. Me. his
1: <laughs> wife doesn't either. No, that's right. Spot on. Speaking of responsibilities,
3: why don't we hit this break and come back and we can further uh, stroke Michelle's ego when we get back.
1: <laughs> As if it it. I'll be right back. You like free stuff, right? You like good deals, and you want more guns, ammo, and accessories. So, get all of that with the free, yes, the free smartphone app, GunDelio. With GunDelio on your phone, you'll get special offers and deals when you walk into a gun store. Plus, check it anytime for hundreds of deals and offers. Who wouldn't want that? GunDelio at the App Store and Google Play, Gundelio.com. All right, we're back. It's uh, Jim Kinsey, Michelle Cleland, and me. What's his name? Putting together the after show here, having some fun. <sighs> Speed loaders. Oh, 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 oh. One thing uh, Marty had asked about silencing a revolver, and we keep talking about the gases that come out the side. One of the demos we do, and this is fun. Next time you guys are out, do this. Take a Magnum revolver, put Magnum loads in it, a 44 Magnum or a 357, and then take a piece of newspaper and just lay it over so it drapes around the the gun. Just hold it out and fire one round with this newspaper hanging on either side of it and watch it just turn into confetti. Huh. Oh, I mean, I and I might you're catch not talking nothing out in front of the muzzle. Uh, I haven't had one catch fire because the blast is so fast, it doesn't, right, it just right. blows a hole in the paper. And, which is also a good way to demonstrate to people why you don't take a two-handed grip on a revolver with one of your hands like laying next to the cylinder.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. it will blow a hole in your hand. Yeah, we should try to find out how many people have done that twice.
2: Uh, this, yeah.
1: <laughs> Not a lot. I'm, I have seen a picture of a guy's thumb that got severed mm. when he did that with a forty four Magnum. And just the gas is just cut like, you know, like the tip part of his thumb, just kind of cut mm. it off. I believe it. That's probably like a real owie. I bet mm. that hurt like the dickens. Probably stings for a little while anyway.
3: Let me try left-handed now.
1: That's right. Put a little <laughs> Mercurochrome <laughs> thylaid on that thing. It'll be fine. Mercurochrome? I haven't
3: heard that in years.
1: Right. And no kidding. Can you even get Mercurochrome anymore? I don't know.
3: I don't even think you can get Ipecac anymore. Bless you. Which I no, never had I, a real I, big I, demand I, for.
1: But but, but I've, I've been to Ipecac. That's upstate New York, I think. <laughs> <isn't it?
3: laughs> Near Rochester, I think.
1: Yeah, you're Rochester. Okay. Yes, sir, Mr. Benny. No, not that Rochester. Not that one. Michelle, do your duty.
2: Shmack! <laughs> got it.
1: <laughs> well done. All right. Okay, one slap of gram delivered. There you go. So, we got speed loaders, revolvers, we got lots of suppressor talk. Are you Now, Michelle, do you guys uh, handle uh, suppressors? Do you do that? No, we do not. That's your area, okay? Because it's just—it's nope. a, a separate deal. You kind of—you have to have a separate license for that, don't you? Yes, you do.
2: You have to have that class three license, and and our store does not have that particular license,
1: so nope. But you I, still have a lot of class.
2: Yes, we still have a lot it's of just class. Just not class three, right? So
1: it if it wasn't for low class, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I was no going to say we just That's didn't have
2: to—we <laughs> didn't have to pay that much for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they got the discount class.
2: <laughs> oh, you, you know, Tom, there was somebody that had called in. His name was Bill. He was from Austin, Texas, and wanted me uh-huh. to let you know that he is a fan of yours. And he became a huge fan of yours once he realized that your father was Grits. And he hmm. wanted me to put out the question to you. What do you think of a 480 Ruger special?
1: Oh. So he'd be creating a new cartridge, basically like a 44 Special, mm-hmm. but it would be for the 480 Ruger.
2: Yep, that's where he was going. Because he just thought ah. that would be, in his words, just dandy to take out and, and mm-hmm. use for hunting mm-hmm. and, and shooting.
3: Well, what about the, the Smith 500? Are there some softer loads you can shoot in that?
1: Well, there concept, are right? there's, there's there's two different loads there, but honestly, I got to tell you, if you're going go to go the Smith 500, get the Smith 460. It shoots flatter, hits about as hard as the 500, and with the 460, same revolver, you can shoot 454 Casull in it and 45 Colt right. in mm. it. Okay, so you, you could go. use even the super light uh, Cowboy Action forty-five Colt loads, which in that big old gun you'd hardly even know it went off.
3: Yeah, practice loads. But
1: back yeah. to back to the four eighty Ruger Special. Really, all you would need would be for somebody to load down the four eighty. It wouldn't have to be a shorter case, which is often the case with specials versus uh, you know, the magnums, but. Just you need lighter, lighter loads, right? I mean, am I thinking about this right? Well, he were some practice loads for his .480 uh, Ruger.
2: When he was thinking if they design such a caliber, would they ever or would they ever look at designing that type of caliber for the general public?
1: Maybe make, it, make a gun around a shorter, less powerful four eighty? Mm-hmm. Maybe make a different revolver? Hmm. Huh.
2: Well, you could just. Well, use, I mean, you
1: could, but, but you know, we've got 44 Magnum.
2: Right. You wouldn't have uh, we've to. Got, you,
1: know.
2: you wouldn't have to produce a whole new gun, I guess. You're right. You would just have to come no, up with I, a factory load for a special, like a 44 Special. What, and, yeah,
1: Yeah, I think what somebody needs to do, rather than have a new name for it, is just same case, same be a 480 Ruger, but just have a light load for it. The original 41 Magnum, which came out a gazillion years ago, came out with a full power load, and then the police load, which was a much lighter load with a lead bullet. And it was fun to shoot with the light load, and not as much fun to shoot with the heavy load. And there wasn't a special and a Magnum like 44 Magnum, but that was because it, there never was a special 44 special. It just started out as a 41. So now there's no such thing as. You know the 40, the 480 Ruger wasn't built on a lighter, kicking, less powerful cartridge. All you have to do is just convince somebody to load it. You know, I mean, for that matter, I thought the it would be going the opposite direction. But Mike McNett over at Double Tap, he, usually he loads the hot stuff. But what if he loaded up range practice ammo for 480, nice light loads? That'd be kind of fun. Now, I asked you
3: something similar to that a while back, Tom, about similar length cartridges using less powder. And you would mention there is a safety issue because of the burn rate well, with there powder There Absolutely floating. can be.
1: That's that's why I'm thinking that uh, I would want somebody that knows what he's doing to load it. Or if you're going to hand load it, you can certainly go to a lighter kicking. But you got to go to a different powder. Uh, you can't use a magnum powder and just keep reducing the load because at a certain point you don't have enough powder to fill the case, and then the burn weird rate stuff changes. happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can actually when the primer goes off it can blow all of the uh, powder up into the case and it's all like in suspension and it all goes up it burns faster so you'd have a faster burn rate uh, so you'd you'd want to go to a different powder that was bulkier to fill the case gotcha yeah does that make does that make sense yeah,
3: yeah that's kind of where my question was heading if you use a different something different to either fill that now, or the,
1: the other thing that we used to do I don't know that anybody's ever, recommending it anymore michelle you may remember this we would do light loads and we would fill put the powder in and then put kapok it would just like filler material little fluffy stuff down in the case and then seat the bullet on top of that and the kapok kind of like a shotgun stuff that kind of like that and it's basically a little fluffy stuff that keeps all the powder against the primer where it's supposed to be right so that you wouldn't have that issue
3: now, could you use something like a I cotton ball, or would it have to be the product
1: you, you just could, mentioned? but you would want it to be very light, uh, maybe just toughed out a cotton ball so you just get the little fluffy stuff. Right, right. You know, pull it and pull it apart. You could do that. The Kapok, as I remember, maybe, I wonder if one of the reasons we used it, because it didn't burn, because you really don't want to, like, spread burning cotton balls all over the, uh, right. the field if you're out there shooting. Now that you spend the rest of your time trying to stamp out the fire that you just started. <laughs> Just cuts down on your shooting fun, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could do that. That's that was one of the weird things we used to do. We put cornmeal.
2: I was just gonna say, what like grits. Using... People use grits. I know. Yep,
1: grits and cornmeal. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. we've right. used that before.
2: Yep. Because it's really fine. Uh, it can still go through a measure, so you have an idea of yeah where your case is. But, you,
1: but what you don't want is to have cornmeal and gunpowder. We've used uh, to mix because now if it starts mixing up, then it really screws up your burn rate. Once again, I go back to my safe place like this. I like to have a safe place like universities have now. My safe place is if it's not published by a yeah. known quantity, that'd be a powder maker, bullet maker, somebody like Nasser, Sierra, Hodgson, don't do it. Well my buddy yeah, I know. Right. Don't do it. Well but but yeah, the guy at the gun store, yeah I know. Don't do it. Oh seven Uh, finger bill? Yeah seven finger bill's been locked up. Yeah Yeah, that's right. And he says he's really got two more to go on that hand before he's gonna change what he's doing. (laughs) Actually, I did did know a guy at a gun store that did exactly that. Took two of his hand, uh, fingers off at a gun oh. store. But he didn't have Got seven to start with
3: on that hand, did
1: he? De- Derringer. Oh, my gosh. He's put his hand over the barrel of a Derringer, closed it up, went off, boom. Oh. oh. God,
3: I don't like yeah. those. I, don't
1: I do not like, like those. <laughs> you know, I just I know people go, oh, De- no, I don't. There, It's just so easy. You're taking the barrel as the cocking mechanism. And it's so easy to get a finger or something out in front of it. And there's, I so, am so, when, and there's so many other guns available
3: now that I'll right. that it in the same size, basically. Well,
2: well and there's, LCP. there's several of them that don't even have trigger guards on them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sure, I mean, what could go wrong there? Right. I
2: mean, the first place to go for people who aren't trained, 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 their finger goes right onto that trigger. And yeah, that's mm. scary.
1: It's funny, if you take somebody that hasn't had a gun before in their hands, haven't shot, hand them a gun, first thing they do is they roll their trigger finger right in and put it right on top of the trigger, don't they? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, they
1: do. And uh, Which may be a teaching point for us. First thing is, let me show you how to hold the gun, unloaded gun, finger goes out here straight, and then hand them the gun like 10 times and have them hold it correctly so the finger's straight, it's not inside the trigger guard. You know. Until we do that, we're not doing anything else. Yeah,
3: that's a good idea.
1: You guys seen the video? It's made the rounds of the guy in the uh, shooting range, the gun store shooting range, who's checking to see if the laser is oh, working yeah, on his gun yeah, and points it at his own hand. Yep. And then, yeah, you know, he, he does, in fact, blow a hole in his hand on video. We actually had a guy do exactly that mm. on one of our first-person defender shoots. He, We had a laser on a 45 uh, 1911, and before any of us could move, he had put his hand out in front of the muzzle to see the laser no. pointing at his hand. No. He's going, oh, no. I am such a fanatic about where's that muzzle pointed. When I take my pistol in a, in a holster and I'm taking the holster off, you have to be careful if you slide the holster off the gun or the gun out of the holster, you could conceivably sweep your own hand there. So you just do it slowly and make sure it comes out and then the muzzle moves away from the hand and never goes, you know, points at it. You just got, you got to be nutso on the safety of the stuff.
3: Actually, you came to mind this week, Tom. I was using two different power tools, a power screwdriver and a spray um, power washer. And mm-hmm. on both of them, I'm noticing every time I'm done with the screw, my finger comes out of the trigger guard. And it was a <laughs> conscious thing. And as I was using Isn't the power washer later, yeah, I'm going well, I'm done power washing. I'm going to walk around the other corner of the house and my finger's outside the trigger. It's like, wow, I guess you can have good habits. That's,
2: <laughs> Mental program. <that's> a pretty,
3: <laughs> yeah. But that's that's a a pretty pretty I mean, it, it's to a have. tool, right? Yeah. And like any other tool, I mean, but it's carried over from guns into other things. Because I'm sure 30 hey, saw, years ago.
1: I saw, I saw a lethal weapon. I know what happens to nail guns. so you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Have you seen that DeWalt mock-up AR-15?
1: Oh, my gosh. Is that hilarious? With the uh,
3: battery-powered na- uh, nail driver? The
1: magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's hilarious. That would be
3: cool that. if there was such a thing. It would be great.
1: Hmm. We could do up a like an AR-15 uh, leaf blower, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Soon in a Home Depot near you. 870,
1: 870 tree trimmers, <laughs> Because we have nothing else to do, right? right. <laughs> Get right on that, would you please? Holy cow. But I, the thing is, it would sell like crazy. You yeah, know it would. Yeah, mm-hmm. Until Hillary Clinton bans it and says, you know, nothing that looks like guns. Oh, 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 speaking of the whole looks like guns thing. I'm trying to figure out we're going to have to have a conversation with TSA, Somebody highly placed, because we actually watched them tell somebody at the TSA check they couldn't bring, hand carry a ceramic statue, little foot tall, foot tall statue, because it was a cowboy who had in his hand a revolver. You've got to be kidding. Oh. I am not making this up. Watched it happen. Oh, my oh. God.
2: Did you tape it? It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, I would love to have. <laughs> and, and I know they say, well, it looks like a gun. No, that's not, you know, because they say, well, you can't have anything that looks like a gun. So it's like if you have a, a, a one-inch long lapel pin. I've actually had them take lapel pins away from people. I've watched that, mm-hmm. that of like a little Glock or something. I think the intent was something that could be mistaken for a gun. I don't think a lapel pin could be mistaken for a gun. I don't think that a ceramic statue of a cowboy holding an itty-bitty ceramic revolver is going to convince somebody that, hey, I've got a gun here.
3: Yeah, well, they're going to have their hands full with the with other stuff coming. Have you seen the iPhone with the two-shot 380?
1: Yeah, but I'm really, I prefer Android, so it doesn't interest me. So, <laughs> so yeah, I saw that. But, you know, they will, ATF will get involved in that at some mm-hmm. point. You know, they they actually banned, or actually, what do they do? They regulated a holster. Remember this—the holster that had the hole in it, Michelle, so you could fire the gun while it was in the holster, a little pocket holster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could put, stick like a, an LCP or something in your back pocket, pull it out, and you could shoot. They actually classified the holster as an NFA item. You got it? Really? Oh my God. Yes. In, in, any other weapon? Yes. Once again, uh, whoever's whoever is in the White House A
2: lot of control there
1: affects all that kind of stuff. A lot of control. People say, Well, they can't pass the law. They don't have to. All they have to do is say, This is now prohibited. It's not a law, but it's the it's the force of the law. It's what the ATF did with this um, suppressor thing. Yeah, you
3: know, maybe not. That's, that, yeah.
1: that did not change the law has never been passed to change it. They just reinterpreted the regulations and said, We're issuing these regulations.
2: They can never happen without a vote, Tom. <laughs>
3: no, no. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. Man. I mean, you know, think about IRS regulations. Nobody votes on that stuff. They just come out.
2: Right. Yes, it's just announced.
1: Just announced. <laughs> this is what it is uh, by somebody you never voted for, that no one ever voted for, and now it's law. Whoever's in the White House does have a lot to say about that. And basically, you can put the head person in charge of the agency, which is, if you have a strong personality in the White House, that can carry forward. If you've got a weak person, he or she may not even know what's going on in some of these agencies, I think.
2: I think just as important, too, I know there's a lot of concentration with the presidential race, but, you know, we've got really important Senate races going on, too. And I think just as equally important are... uh, some of the Senate stuff, not to take up too much political time, because I know people go one no, way no, no, and the no, other. No, no, but- it's, it, it's a good point.
1: It, it's <laughs> but- that's the point. So imagine losing the White House and control of both the Senate and the House. If the gun ban party, which is the Democrats, the, the gun ban party, takes control of Congress and the White House and gets to stack the Supreme Court, we're screwed. We're done, yeah. The lengths to which they can go, now, I mean, just think about uh, your business, Michelle. And what ATF, just the regulation, could do to a gun store.
2: Oh, yeah. You could be gone in no time at all. I mean, truly. They could keep regulating and keep passing more and more regulations. And you're regulated to death now, and nobody realizes it because they're not in the business. They think it is just as easy as the street says and the media reports of how, (laughs) you know, you can buy a gun in a second and and you're out the door. But it doesn't happen like that. I
1: was thinking about that kind of thing and this case of the uh, family of the victims of the Newtown shooting murders. And, of course, what they want to do is be able to hold responsible the makers of the guns that were used. And I got to thinking, I was thinking, I wonder if people really understand what's going on here and what that is. And uh, it may be that I've not connected the dots clearly on that. And I want to just kind of touch on that. if Remington and Bushmaster, Remington owns Bushmaster, are held liable for the misuse of a gun that they made it legally. It was not defective. It's not unsafe to shoot. It was sold to a distributor legally. The distributor then sold it to a gun store legally, all regulated. That it was sold to an individual with the okay of the FBI. And then that woman's son murdered her to take her gun. And go kill all these little children. And then Remington and Bushmaster are held responsible for that. Here's what happens. And I'm not overstating this. I want people to understand. This is not overstating it. All gun companies close their doors. They all go out of business. Because nobody is going to insure a gun company. Right. If the gun company can be held financially responsible for the misuse of its product, they will not be able to get insurance. They will go out of business. Every gun maker in the country will close its doors. And I'm not talking about in 20 years. I'm talking about in a matter of months, maybe a couple of years. They're all going to get out of the business. It's, it's gone. And that's the goal. That was the goal of the lawsuits uh, back, was it 15, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. New Orleans started it all. The idea was all we have to do is win one of them and we kill all gun companies. So why isn't it moot? This is why is it a moot
3: point if precedents already been set by the Supreme Court? Why is it even an issue?
1: They keep trying to find a way in. And of course, the other thing is Hillary Clinton says if she is elected, she will undo that law, so that people can sue gun companies for the misuse of their products. I mean that's a an important part of her platform, which is her saying. I will close the doors of every gun company in the United States. Which it's simple as that. I mean, that's just that's what it is.
2: Which, of course, eliminates your right to now buy a new one, obviously. And right. We, and we already know where they are with the ones that are already in existence, leading towards registration and, like you say, ultimately confiscation.
1: And then all they have to do is say, okay, and, and they, they do take a long game they, on this. They say, okay... If we can stop the manufacture of new guns through the lawsuit process, and then we can ramp up the regulation with the so-called universal background check so you can't give a gun to someone without the FBI's okay. You can't sell a gun privately to somebody without the FBI's okay. And then we just continue to make it harder and harder to do that. Eventually, they're not confiscating the guns, and that's the part... Some people say, well, they're they're not going to go door to door. Don't have to. All they have to do is say, you can't buy a new one, and you can't sell it or give it to anybody. So as guns last only as long as people who have them now are alive, at which point you will be required to turn them in if you are the survivor of the person who died under penalty of 30 years in prison if you don't. Yeah, confiscation by attrition, basically. So That's it. Confiscation through attrition. Exactly correct. It's not a stretch at all. And I mean, we'll look at what's happened in New York. When somebody dies, the police check the obits and they check them against the gun registration list. And within two or three days, they go to the home to pick up the guns right now. That's what they're doing right now. So it's not like paranoia. If it's actually happened, I don't think it's paranoia.
3: Oh, you gun guys are all nuts. They don't well, want yeah, the but that's guns. a whole separate issue. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for another show.
1: That's right. That's a whole different deal. Yeah. No one wants to take away your guns except the ones who do. <laughs> and they, you know, it's, and the takeaway of the guns is not what people say. Well, you know, well, I'll fight them. I'll stand at the door. I'll shoot those guys. Not going to work out. Like that's not, that's not how it's going to happen. Just not how it's going to happen. So you just won't be able to buy anything new and you won't be able to give them or sell them to anybody. And so when you die, your children, trust me, will turn them into the government because by then, as Clinton says, she will have completely changed the gun culture. She will have convinced everybody that only loonies own guns. Your children will be turning you in, and they will turn in all your guns because they don't want to go to prison for 30 years. It's the old deal. You guys have heard the stories about the Nazis who go into the house and say, you know, there's a gun here, and if you won't tell them where it is, they just simply shoot one of your kids in front of you. Right. Mm. Cheery. I know. Lovely. But that's, and people say, oh, you're crazy. They're just scaremongering. Well, and once again, if they're currently doing it, it's really not paranoia. That, to me, that's what this election is about. I I would love to get your take on it, guys. I am not sure that all gun owners really get this. And, Michelle, you probably talked to as many people, uh, more people than any of us. Yeah.
2: Right. And most of the people that are purchasing firearms now are purchasing them because they feel that they won't be able to buy one, which could ultimately become the truth. But, you know, as we try to talk with the public, if you don't change the way that we're voting and who we're voting in, it doesn't matter what you buy now anyways. And it's not necessarily you that's going to suffer. It's your grandchildren great grandchildren mm-hmm. you know think of them it's not that we don't want the world to be safe we go for training we teach ourselves we go to the ranges so we are safe we take classes so we are safe we have laws in place that protects people who are not law abiding or been adjudicated mentally defective or you know there's all these things that are in in place to prevent sales from going to the hands of the wrong people. So if Mm -hmm. by law we follow all of that, then we're selling it to perfectly sane people.
1: Yeah, but, you know, therein lies the rub. Until, unless we can get, you know, I mean, forget getting the general public on our side. I don't think we even have all gun owners on our side.
2: Well, I don't think that they understand... Where it can go, they still believe. Oh, they, you know, you can't, you can't just change a law. It has to go through Congress. It has to, you know, this has to happen and that has to happen. Well, they may not say in words, you know, that much as far as changing the the Second Amendment. But like you say, they pass other laws, or they have the ability to sue the gun making companies, which in turn, like you said, are going to go out of business. They they can't afford to pay one of those. They can't afford to pay one.
1: No, one, one, lose one lawsuit, close the doors. You're One right and done. And right,
2: yep. right. One and done. You know, and they've changed the whole idea of a mass shooting from being a quantity of people to four. And so they put that across media. Unfortunately, it happens too often, and it does happen too often. But, you know, crime happens every day, whether it's with a baseball bat or a hammer or a car. So where does that lead? Why does it only go against the gun manufacturers?
1: No, exactly right, except it's only us. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they won't do it. wouldn't do it for anybody else. So for those who can't see this, I would like to just offer up a little bit of history. I personally never thought that we would ban an entire class of guns that in 1994, Congress under Bill Clinton, he pushed through and got the Clinton gun ban, banning all these semi-automatic firearms. And, of course, it was so poorly written, we actually could get around it. We could comply with the law by leaving off the flash suppressors or the uh, bayonet lugs, of all things. Uh, They know better now. They learn from that. When they come back, they're not going to have those uh, openings for us. And I I, I honestly did not think they would pass that. I thought, no, it's the United States of America. We've got the Second Amendment. All the things you hear people saying today? And they looked at us and go, we don't care. We As they say, elections have consequences. They'll look at you and say, we won, you lost, we're going to do what we want to do. And they're just that bold and that crude about it. And there'll be no sunset provision. We won, you lost. Oh, there'll be no sunset provision. Exactly right. That's, it will be forever. And no one will ever come back and try. No one will even try to undo it. It's not like, well, we're going to try, but we can't get it voted in. No one will try. Because they'll say, well, these are assault weapons used to kill children. And if you come back and offer an effort to try to repeal that later, it'd be like saying, I want to put a pit bull in every nursery. Just, you won't have a prayer. You'll be gone as far as uh, being re- re- reelected. Yeah. So this is also a one and done. We lose this, it's gone forever. One and done, we lose it, it's gone forever. And Hillary Clinton, Go back to what you said, Michelle. Elections for Senate, elections for House. If you get Clinton in and you get a majority in the House and Senate, it's over. just get out of the way. They're going to bulldoze. They're going to steamroll the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it doesn't so, matter how many phone calls or how many letters or anything else that you do at that time. It doesn't yeah. matter. And as a caller said earlier, we need to be on the offense now. And there's probably not enough people out there speaking verbally, you know, in groups or in families or however it is. Because, you know, this divides mm-hmm. many, many families. You know this whole this whole concept, and you know you need to get information out there. You need to educate them. If you're if you're going to purchase something, and you know take somebody with you so they see what the process is, or you know do some investigating, because there's so many misconceptions that are out there, and it just
1: well, if nothing else, you need to get everybody you know registered to vote, and then you've got to get them motivated to vote.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That that's basically how we're going to stop it. And there's no other way we're going to stop it. We're going to have to get everybody registered, and then we've got to get them all to the polls. We've got to get them to vote, vote their guns. It's basically, this is a gun vote deal. And it's not overstating it to talk about what they're going to do. Hillary, I've never seen a politician, even Charles Schumer is not as anti-gun as Hillary Clinton. And I never thought I'd say that about anybody, because he's so anti-gun. Even... Schumer is not as bad as Hillary Clinton. She lives and breathes and wants this stuff.
3: I wonder how long till we see her doing a a shotgun shot, you know, photo op.
1: Oh, never. I don't know. See, that, that's the thing. No, no, no. Because see, they are now at the point where it's very different from eight years ago. There's no pretense of well, I'm a gun owner, you know, and or I, I like to shoot trap or I'm ski. A yeah, right. But and I'm a I'm a hunter, but I'm to be reasonable about this. None of that. It's I hate guns. I hate gun owners. We have too many guns in America. We're going to get rid of them. Done. They're so out in the open on this now. And whether they, their advisors have told them it's okay, I, I don't know what. what's right. going on here.
2: And they've got the people supporting them, obviously. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, There's I lot mean of when people you look at them.
2: yeah, when you look at the polls and you listen to you know some of the information and do some do, do some of your own investigating is what I always recommend, but You know, it's pretty fascinating. It's disgusting that all those people are following. Like, (laughs) where? you know, what are you thinking at that point in time? They're not.
3: They don't think for themselves.
1: Well, there are a lot of people. For Barack Obama, first time I heard this phrase, I was in Córdoba, Argentina. We were talking to a waiter, and it was right before, during the campaign for his first election. And the waiter says, you know, he was so in love with Obama. This guy's in Argentina. And I asked him, I said, what is it that you like about him? He said, very simply, he says, he looks like me. That was it. Hmm. There are going to be a ton of Americans who are going to vote for Hillary Clinton only because she's a woman. Period. Doesn't matter anything else. Whether they think it's good to have a woman in or whether they think it's a great guilt trip because we've never had it before, whatever the motivation is. There's going to be a very strong element of that here. So probably can't do anything about that. And actually, when I think about it, the only thing we can do anything about, honestly, is try to get our people to the polls. Beyond that, I, I don't know. And my great fear is that that's not enough. I think, I, I will tell you right now, if you had told me to handicap the election, I would say it's about 60% in my belief that it's going to be Hillary. Elected to, to the White House.
3: I'm still praying in the outside shot that she's in prison by the time that happens. But that won't happen either.
1: No, they're slow walking the, the investigation. Uh, well, we just that, watched two what Two investigations happened. right we, now, actually. We just got a whole bunch of papers released on Fast and Furious, which revealed that Holder was involved. He knew about it from the beginning, even though he lied and said he didn't. Just lots and lots of data just came out this past week. Nobody notices. Nobody cares.
2: Nobody talks they about it. They were
1: able to <laughs> de- deny and delay to the point where it ceased to be a story.
2: Because the media chooses what to pick up and report on.
1: Yes, yes, so, absolutely.
2: You know, if people don't think it's slanted, it's, well, it's there's, not.
3: There's still, some guys like Trey Gowdy and stuff that go after him, and regardless of how popular it is, still to get windmills. But
2: not the,
1: going anywhere, not doing anything. But yep. the
2: majority of the people who watch your big three programs
1: agree.
2: are not paying any attention, because it's not been said, therefore it never happened. Right. It's not true.
1: But, that's right. If, they, if they're not talking about it on the news, I don't know about it, or it's not true, or you guys, that's just re- Republican talking points. And I, when we talk about Hillary getting indicted, they say, oh, that's just Republican talking points. Nothing's ever going to happen there. But, well... They may be right on the second.
2: You know, and Jean, who called in earlier in the program, what a fascinating thought for somebody to, you know, actually stand up and question. I loved her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Somebody stand up at a town hall and say, you know, Secretary Clinton, your bodyguards have guns to protect you. Why is your life more important than mine? I mean, that would be just the greatest question. And that would get picked up by the news.
3: Yeah, you'd have to lie and say you're a Democrat to get into the uh, town hall meeting. But.
1: Well, that's the deal. You'd be you, you do not get in if you belong to the NRA or what? Although, There's censorship? I don't, I don't.
3: No. <laughs> well, you had said that we have to be on the offense, and I should be great because I'm really offensive. I've been told. Yes, you are. Number of times.
1: <laughs> what What you want to do is donate five hundred dollars to the local Democrat party, get on their list, get invited to the event. There you go. You're in. So.
3: Boy, I talk about clothespin I on the nose! Is he writing that, check?
1: <laughs> 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 so, man, all righty. Well, I am getting ready to go uh, spend the week with some a bunch of gun people. We're going to have Crimson Trace and Sig and Mossberg and Smith and Wesson, and a bunch of people we're doing a lot of TV with this week, and actually the next two weeks. So, we'll be having a bunch of fun doing that. Sweet. So, as I find out new things, if they're not uh, embargoed. <laughs> then I will be able to bring it forward. Sometimes they tell me stuff, say, all right, you can't talk about this until July or whatever. So, okay, that's fine. We do that. Uh, do you have your list th- of There's don't a lot talks. of stuff going on. <laughs> you, well, you know, it's funny you say that because then I get back and I think, okay, can I talk about that one? Because they had like six things and there was one thing I wasn't supposed to talk about. <laughs> Which one was it? I don't remember. Rats. <laughs>
3: well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a list of all the things you don't like currently, Tom. And I'm going to buy those, and then I'm going to wait a few years and sell them back to you. Like lasers and (laughs) suppressors, remember?
1: After I changed my mind, yeah. Yeah, I I don't even want one of those.
3: Okay, yeah. No, you used to not be a laser guy, and then you were enlightened.
1: I was was not. It wasn't just that I (laughs) was a laser guy. I was anti-laser. Yeah. My catchy phrase that I used, which now sounds so stupid, was, I would not want to trust my life to a battery. Okay? All right, great. Clever, catchy. But then, of course, you find out. Well, that's not really what's going on. You use your iron sights and you use the laser as a backup, if something, you know, or it's the situation where it would help. But the other thing is, these batteries last. And now that they've got the laser of the batteries for life, yeah, they'll send you free batteries once a year.
3: Well, I think they did that so. just to just to quiet you down a little bit. That's right. they, they, they probably went, they did. Went they up up and said, They're going <laughs> to shut that guy up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, shut him up. Then we're going to sponsor him.
1: We'll show him. <laughs> Aggression, <laughs> anti- yeah. I, was, I was actually talking with Kent Thomas from Crimson Trace earlier this week. I said, you know how much of a laser guy I am now. He says, yeah, I know. It's been interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> My, how you know, you've you know, grown. When it, you know when I really got it, though? This was, was kind of fun. As we were doing a drill outside at the range, and we had uh, three steel targets, and we were moving laterally, so moving to the side fast and shooting one-handed. With iron sights, you can forget it. You're not putting shots on target. With a laser, you can practically run wow. and shoot one-handed and put shots on target. I'm going to try that right now. That's... Okay.
2: <laughs> Duck, Michelle. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it's a great training tool. To use for dry firing as well. Obviously, making mm-hmm. sure again and again that you know your gun is actually emptied. Maybe no magazine in it at all. But you can see but you may, your but, you flinching.
1: Can, but then you can shine then you can shine the light on your hand, right? See if it's the light. Uh, no, Tom. No, Tom. We've, no. We've gone over <laughs> this Tom. at the safety <laughs> meeting. Bad Tom.
2: Bad Tom. There's Don't nobody you. there for a slapogram.
3: <laughs> <laughs> FedEx one Okay. Oh, oh, there. He Oop. took care of Okay. There you go.
1: Thank you. Shrek. Oh. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Well, congratulations. No, you're right. On so the, gra- uh, sorry, go ahead. Yes? Go ahead. No, it's all you. I'm not going to talk now. You can't make me.
2: He's forgotten. I'm
1: sorry. No, no. no, no, no Just you, you, I'm sorry. You interrupted me, so I'm just not going to talk. Okay.
2: So, back to the calls. This, Is there another one for me? This,
1: <laughs> this dead air was brought to you by... Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs>
3: Better to fill it with something than nothing, they say. So what?
1: What do you say? What? Okay, so,
3: what so it's, I was congratulating you on the longest after show of all time, which was today.
1: Oh, yeah. Look oh, that. it is.
3: It's relatively painless. Huh. Time flies when you're rambling.
1: Seem- only seemed like three hours. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys have a, uh, a great week, and I will give you a report when I get back next Sunday on all the new stuff that I found out about. Sweet. All right, take care, Tom. Be
0: good, guys. Tell your friends about the Gun Talk After Show, a more informal setting featuring Tom, Michelle, and Jim commenting on topics that are important to you. Available on iTunes and other podcatchers and the Gun Dealio smartphone app for iPhone and Android.